going through a message series entitled Missing Peace, where we've been looking at what probably all of us want in not just the holiday season, but in our lives. We want the peace that only God can give us. In fact, the key verse that we've been reading from is Luke chapter 2, verse 13 and 14. This is when the shepherds were in the field and the angels came and spoke to the shepherds and this is what they said. Suddenly there was a multitude, was with the multitude an angel of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. See the announcement of Jesus, the very existence of Jesus is the announcement and the existence of peace in our lives. So again, you guys are actually going to help me out here just a a moment. It's so easy what you have to do. But first, I need one adult that would love to have this present. Now, let me qualify that. If, I'm just going to throw it out there because I know what the gift is. Maybe at the end of a long day, you get done and you're like, man, my feet are killing me. If that's you and you'd like a present from me, first person up here, come on up. We have a gift we'd like to give you. No, I'm not going to massage your feet in front of everybody. So you're good. Don't worry. You're, you're fine. No one, absolutely no one wants it. There we go. Awesome. Jim, just kind of make your way. I let the cat out of the bag a little bit, but you can come up on stage with me. Jim, why don't you go and just open it up and show us what, show us what you got you. I'm glad it's you. Glad you get a gift. My daughter and my administrative assistant picked this out. Look at that right there. Yeah, my daughter definitely picked this out. That is a foot massaging thing with little, I don't even sure what those things are. But anyway, they're cute. They're sloths. Thank you. You're already helping me out. I think there's something else in there too. Again, my daughter, my youngest, picked all this out. I believe there's one more thing in there. Oh, there is. Yes, it is. And in case you get so relaxed, you need something to do, we have this skip bow. So there you go. There you go. That's all you have to do is come up here. Easy peasy. There it is. Wait, you're not off the hook. <laughs> now, now listen, I know Jim. Jim is one of the kindest people I know. He's nice. He has a, sometimes a rough exterior, but that's all right. Uh, it's all because he loves, loves, loves. So I noticed something, and I, this was a little bit of a trap. But I gave you a gift, and you didn't say something. What is it? You said thank you? I didn't hear that. See, I'll be honest with you. My goal was to entrap a non-thank you person. (laughs) So, kids, this is where you help me out. Because he said thank you, real loud so everyone can hear, because this is what good boys and girls do. This is what good people do. This is what good Christians do. We say please and thank you, right? So say it together, real loud. Please. One more time, real loud. Thank you. All right, awesome. So here's the thing. Because you said thank you, and my hearing's terrible. In addition to that gift, you can pick out any three things from our store out there in the foyer. Just shove them in your pocket and run away at, at the end of service. <laughs> if they try stopping you, security, he's good. Can I just say thank you? Again? Yes, absolutely. Well, there's not, I can't, I'm not going to keep giving gifts. You know, this is not the, this is not I wish for more wishes kind of thing. No, a security company. Oh, gotcha, yes. So uh, anyways, because you said thank you, not only was there a gift, but I wanted to give you even more. And kids, because you said thank you, I heard a lot of you saying thank you and all that kind of stuff. Your sugar rush does not end at candy canes. Uh, Shelby, if you can bring it right up here. This is, this is a magical basket of everything that you shouldn't have, all right? Now, kids, one per person. You can just come here. 
One per person. We have oatmeal cream pies. We have Nutty Buddies. Yeah, you're all set. You can go down. One per person. Parents, if there's allergies and stuff like that, you can swap them out afterwards. We have different things here, allergy-free ones, all that jazz. Twinkies, ding-dongs, ho-hos, all that stuff. Yeah. All right. Good job. Kids, you can head back to your, you can head right on back to your seats once you get that. I'm going to eat at least half of this before the night is out. We're going to light the candles in a little bit. In fact, actually, kids, while you're heading back to your seat after you... Oh, you're welcome. See, so polite. So polite there. No, you can only do one, though. But good asking, though. Good asking. Yeah, I would choose the chocolate brownies over the Twinkie any day of the week, too. A little bit later. You can go ahead and sit right back down. In fact, before I forget, all of you should have received a candle on the way in. If you have not, would you do me a favor? Would you just raise your hand? The ushers will get a candle into your hand right now. Just keep it up until the ushers give a candle to you. Later on in the service, we'll, we're going to do something special with that. But again, all of this was to point out the simple fact that we learned when we were little kids that please and thank you is actually really important. When we show how much we care, we show how much we appreciate somebody by saying thank you to them. There's this verse I want to read to you out of Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. Many of you, if you've been around church for any length of time, you probably are familiar with this. Let me read it to you. By the way, this is Paul speaking, and he was writing from inside of a Roman prison, most likely awaiting to be executed, okay? So possibly having a worse day than most of us are right now. He is getting ready to be killed. And this is what it says. It says, he wrote this, do not be anxious about anything, But in every situation, by prayer and petition, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so the breakdown of this scripture is really simple. On the front end, it says that um, that we should not be anxious for anything. Much easier said than done. Like, I, I can't stand it when people, when you're hurting, and usually a Christian stands there and says, well, you should just pray about it. Like, you should have no stress, no anxiety, just have peace. That doesn't usually help out too much, but there's a reality to the fact that other than a medical condition, that, that if there's a medical condition with your thoughts, and you certainly seek medical help, but there is so much to be said about your mindset, your heart perspective as a believer that it can change the direction of your life, and it can help you um, minister uh, grace and peace back to you by connecting with God. But it goes on to say, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, so that's all situations, not just the ones that make sense or the ones that seem like you should have peace, but in every situation, by prayer, prayer is just you having a relationship with God, a conversation, maybe it's worship, but it's you connecting with God. It doesn't have to be professional. It doesn't have to be the pastor. It can be just you and what is on your heart. God, I love you. God, I'm hurting. God, I need you. Whatever it is, by praying to God, and then it says, and petition. Well, petition is asking God what you have need of. And so it says in all situations that we shouldn't be anxious, that we should talk with God, and that we should ask God for what we have need of. Then it says, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Again, Jesus, the gift to us, which was many things, but he is also our peace, 
Jesus says that he'll be with us. But the problem is, this verse probably makes sense to most of us. We can wrap our minds around it, that if we have an issue, we bring it to God, and then he gives us peace. This makes sense to us, but this is not the complete verse. I intentionally left something out. This portion that I read to you, again, if you have an issue, you bring it to God, you know that he loves you and cares for you, and one of the things he'll do is to bring you peace. That makes sense. Pretty much anybody could agree with that, or at least understand it. But the part that I left out, I want to read again, because I actually believe this is the key, possibly, to your missing peace if you're lacking peace. Let me read this again in its totality. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, here it is, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That thankfulness, that gratitude is something that is pivotal to us walking in the fullness of the peace of God in our lives. How can you be thankful to God, though? Well, there's some simple ways. The first one is probably the most obvious. It's to actually just say thank you. You're not, by the way, this is not going to be a deep message. We're not going, we're not going deep into end time prophecies or like that. This is real simple. This is baseline, but I find that oftentimes I lack peace, and so I need what God has for me. And so one of the ways that we can show thankfulness to God is actually just by simply saying, thank you for what's in my life. And, and it's easy for us to look at all the bad things, look at the things that are wrong or, or lacking or we wish to change. And there's nothing wrong with identifying those things, but saying thank you for what you do have. The reality is every one of us in this room right now, we have breath in our lungs. We're alive. If you're a follower of Jesus, you have been saved, you have been set free, and you have a brand new life in Jesus Christ. That alone, if nothing else was going right in your life, that alone is worthy of your thankfulness, your praise to God every single day of your life. And so simply just saying thank you. Other ways that you can say thank you is by singing songs. I don't like to hear myself sing unless I'm in the shower or I have the radio turned up really loud because I don't want to hear my own voice. But at no matter what, singing songs to God like we just did or other songs that are available, doing that connects our hearts to God. And it's a way for us, for some, it's the most creative and expressive way for you to connect and say, thank you, Lord, for who you are and what you've done. Another way to say thank you to God is to go to church. Now, that might not seem like an obvious answer, but to go to church on a regular basis means this. You're showing up, you're honoring the Lord, and you're choosing with other believers to say to Jesus, thank you. It comes in many different words and in different flavors and in different ways, but at the end of the day, you showing up, the faithful connection of that to prioritize your walk with God in many ways, including going to church, is a way, an important way, that you say thank you to God. Here's a big one. One of the ways that you say thank you to God is by telling others of what he's done for you. When you talk about your testimony and share about the good things that God has done, even if they're small things, even if right now you're thinking, I, I don't really have that much to be thankful for. I, my, things are pretty rough right now. 
Certainly God knows what you're going through. He cares more about you than you care about yourself. But in that, even the small things that you can be thankful for and tell others about, it changes your heart and it ushers in gratitude into your life and the blessing of God. Here's another really important one. And I'm gonna say this because I'm looking out over the crowd right now. Every once in a while, tell your face. Notify your face that you're actually thankful to Jesus. Some of you guys just look grumpy. I mean, you all look beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Handsome, beautiful, but some of you are like, whoa, what's going on here? How come we're, well, I can't believe, right? Sometimes we actually have to allow other people and ourselves to see ourselves being thankful to God. It's really easy to reflect all the brokenness that's around us, that's on the news, that's in our community, that's even in our own households. It's easy to do that. It takes intentionality. It takes work for you to be someone that's full of joy because you've spent time with God. Again, it says in verse seven, at the beginning of that, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation. So it's not, what it's saying here is you don't wait until things are good. Remember, Paul was writing this from a prison awaiting his execution. In every situation, good or terrible, Jesus, you are worthy of it all. Praise and glory be to your name. Now, there's a story, I'm not going to read it because of time, but there's a story in Luke chapter 17 where Jesus is walking and ministering, and he finds 10 people that had leprosy, 10 men, and he heals them. He tells them to go to the, to the priest, and he gives them a whole bunch of instructions, and all 10 of them get healed of an, of an uncurable disease, but only one of them comes back. So 10 get healed, only one come back. And this is what it says in verse 17. Then Jesus answered, were not 10 cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. And so Jesus himself, God, took notice of the fact that some were thankful, some were not. He even asks, where are the other people at? I healed 10 people. How come there's only one of you? And the reason he said foreigner, really what he was saying is, is the one that came back is the one I don't even have a relationship with. The one that came back is someone that doesn't even believe really in me. And so for us, how many times in our lives are we the ones that are healed or blessed or given opportunity or have something of blessing in our life, big or small, and we don't? return back to Jesus to say thank you. Jesus noticed it. God notices it. But I'm thankful of this too, that God in that moment didn't go, all right, nine people didn't come back. Fine. Those nine people, I'm revoking their healing. Only this one that came back. God still blessed them. God still took care of them. But I have to wonder, and I'm thankful that Jesus is better than I am. But if I was Jesus, I would be thinking, now those guys came back and asked for more. They ain't getting it. They weren't thankful to me. They're not getting it. Again, I'm thankful Jesus is better than I am and that he is more holy than I am. But at nothing else, God himself takes note of our level of gratitude. Some of us, you guys, you love Jesus and you are all about giving him the praise and glory that he deserves in every moment of your life, even outside of church. But some of us, we're those nine that are wandering 
that are angry at God or feeling that he's absent, feeling that he's forgotten about us. He hasn't. He's working on our behalf because he loves us, but sometimes we need to make time to come back and give praise to Jesus. By the way, being thankful is not a sneaky way of getting more. So let me be really clear, when you're praying, you're not, you're not connecting to God and saying thank you just so that he'll give you an extra portion of blessing or he'll give you a little bit more favor or something better in your life. We should just be thankful to God because of who he is and what he's done. That's what our heart is. And when we come to God with that kind of heart, he delights, takes joy and pleasure in taking care of his children. So many times we wonder if we can trust God. But I wonder if God's wondering if he can trust us. He gives us so much and yet so often we're the nine. So the question for you is, in, in the area of your thankfulness, can God trust you? Have you been faithful in being thankful? Or are you someone that has forgotten that or has not given your life to that? I remember as a little kid, this was the greatest gift I ever received as a kid. I asked for it. I told my parents exactly what I wanted. And this is, by the way, this is before Amazon. This is before, you know, you, all that kind of stuff. So you had to like really know. You had to, you know, open up the, you know, the books that you buy things from, the magazines that came in the mail, and you had to really find out what you wanted. And, I, and I, in my mind, I, I found this book and I had so many great dreams. It's the Complete Wilderness Training Book. And here is tons of information about everything from starting fires to purifying water, how do you build a shelter, all that kind of stuff. I loved this book. And I knew if it comes, if this comes, I will be a world surviving champion. I will be a wilderness master. And so I open it up Christmas Day and I see the book and I was like, yes! I, seriously, as a kid, there was nothing that I received that I loved more than this gift. But here was the cool thing. My parents knew that this is what I wanted, and they bought this for me. But kind of looking ahead, they added some things to it. They gave me a few add-on accessories. Open up the... And I got a waterproof whistle with a compass on it. A little lanyard. I'm like, okay. Now I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing. They got me this saw... String, I don't know what the name of it is, but they got me this. Apparently, you can saw tree branches down and cut things down. I thought that was great. A flint, so you can start a fire. Or, even easier, a ton of waterproof matches. And so, just a simple gift, right? Nothing crazy, but these things combined with that gift just blew my mind. And I immediately went out, even though it was cold outside, I immediately went out and started chopping trees down and making forts. No, not at all. Actually, the reality is I have no skills whatsoever when it comes to survival. If things were to go south, like really bad in this environment, please don't come to me if you want to survive. There's other people... We can point you in the right direction. I'm one of the first people dead. So let's just put it that way. 
So the dream didn't necessarily come true, but, but what it meant to me, what it spoke to me as a little kid meant the world to me, that not only did my parents hear what I wanted and they took care of that, but then they went above and beyond because they wanted to bless me because they loved me. And I know that giving gifts is not the only way that you show love, but certainly this was a significant thing and it spoke to my heart. Ephesians chapter three Verse 20 to 21, this is what it says about your father, your heavenly father. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever, amen. It says here, that God is able to do far above and beyond what we could ever imagine. So even when we pray to God and we ask God and we give praise to God, even what we ask for, God's going, I actually have something better for you. I have something more for you. I've got more presence in your life than you could ever imagine. And by the way, I'll say this, most of those presents and those gifts that God has for you, you'll probably never even know about. They're unseen things that God does to bring blessing and favor into your life. But notice notice it says there in verse 21, to him be the glory in the church. We're the church, by the way. The church is the people of God. To him be the glory in the church. In your life, in your heart, parents, husbands, wives, would you say that that's true of you? That in your life, God is the one that gets the glory. That his praise is on your lips. That he's the one that gets all the thankfulness that he deserves. I know in my life so oftentimes I'm lacking in that area. And God's not mad. He's not, he's not angry. He still loves. He's still for you. He's still with you. Jesus came here to live and to die for us, to set us free and to give us brand new life. That's why we celebrate But wouldn't it be beautiful this time of year on the eve of celebrating his birth? Wouldn't it be appropriate and beautiful for us to have a renewed sense of gratitude towards God? To give to God in a season when we so oftentimes just receive. For us to do that. I'd like to have you all stand up if you would. In a moment, we're going to light the candles and sing a song. But right now, I, I want us to all do something, if you would. With your hands, and it takes a little bit of imagination to do this, I know. But just holding on with your hands. In your mind, place those things that are robbing you of your peace. Those things that are full of anxiety in your life. Maybe it's your marriage your parenting, maybe it's something at work, something at school, your health. Maybe there's other anxieties in your life. Whatever it is, just for a moment, hold those up. Just hold them up to the Lord. I want to read this to you because it's so important. This is King David. He gets up in front of the entire group of the people of God known as the Israelites huge assembly, thousands and thousands of people. And in a season when they were struggling so bad, 
when they had seemingly nothing to be thankful for. Their hands, if you will, were full of things that were bringing them down and hurting them. This is what David says. I want to read it. It's going to be up on the screen, and I actually want you to read it along with me. Keep your hands. Keep your hands there. Go, hold this up. Envision in your mind you standing in front of your life. And instead of just reflecting only the bad things, what if this, what he said, was true in your life? Read it with me. Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from you and you rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. And now we thank you, our God, and praise your glorious name. Amen.